0: Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. Hello, everyone, and welcome to No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen. And one of the things I love about hosting a podcast are the interesting conversations I get to have with people who are doing some pretty amazing things. So I'm excited to introduce you to Karina Schultz. Karina's willingness to be vulnerable about the challenges she's faced personally and professionally through her journey with a mental health disorder will give you a totally new perspective on overcoming obstacles. She's a new author and just penned her first book on that exact topic, and I'm excited to hear more about that while we also learn how Karina rose above her circumstances to carve out a path of growth,
1: positivity, and impact.
0: Karina, welcome to No More Mondays.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I am really, this is going to be a really cool conversation for a lot of people, and we're going to kick things off with, tell us a little bit about yourself. So give everybody just a little bit of your background so we've got some context as we dig a little bit more into your journey.
1: So, I was born in San Diego, California, born and raised. Um, love San Diego, highly recommend it to you. I love San Diego.
2: I uh, highly it's recommend so it too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm actually a first generation American. Uh, my mom is from Austria and my dad is from Peru. So, I grew up in a tricultural household, which also bred a lot of interest in multicultural activities, traveling, learning new languages, understanding other people's cultures. I Then went up to L.A. for university and graduated in only three years. After that, I was like, I need to get out. And as I just mentioned, per influence from my parents, I was definitely like, okay, I need to go to a different country. So I spent a few months in Europe first, right after college, then decided, okay, nope, I'm going to move down to Peru and was there for a few years until the pandemic hit, which put a little bit of a damper on some travels but then continued traveling um, once things were a little bit safer and I was able to get tested and have been traveling Latin America for quite some time working uh, remote. And yeah, like you mentioned in terms of the mental disorder, when I was 18, I um, going on 19, I was talking with my therapist and we did discover that I had bipolar disorder.
0: (laughs) Discover was exactly the word I'm thinking. You
1: discovered. It it, it kind of just all clicked. It made sense when we came to that realization. And I was like, oh, that's why I felt things my whole life. Like, uh, That's why I was different. And so um, weaving in the bipolarity and getting to know more of, of how it works, doing research myself. And instead of fearing it, I just tried to take it head on. And I said, okay, like this is just something I have. How can I use it to my benefit? Which is what my book is about. I just finished it. It's still um, in editing phase. So it will be published by the end of the year. Uh, so I'm super excited. But it's It goes really into how to weave in both professionally and personally the benefits of having mental disorders. So instead of just looking at the negative side and being depressed and like, oh, this is what I have and nothing I can do about it. It's saying, OK, yes, uh, I have it and there is there is nothing I can do about it. So let me at least use it and get the most out of it that I can because there is nothing else I can do about it. So yeah, it's a little intro to what I'm up to at the moment. All right, we're going
0: to dig into a bunch of little, there's a lot of little things there I want to explore further, just because I, I think that one of the reasons I love that you're willing to be vulnerable and very open around how bipolar disorder has been a positive in your life is because we know there is such a stigma around mental health disorders, and you're you know at the center of trying to debunk that, and we can play a little small part here. So I'm curious, you mentioned, you know, the late teen years is popular. That's a very common time for that discovery to occur. Uh, so I feel like it would be good context for everybody to understand kind of how it manifested itself. How did it appear? And almost some of what, what were some of the negative things that came up and the challenges that you faced that then you were able to turn
1: around? Great question. A uh, very heavy question as well. So I had had ups and downs throughout my whole teen years and throughout, you know, late middle school, high school time. I really didn't understand what was happening. I at one point thought I was a hypochondriac. So I was just like, I just think I have everything. And I had convinced myself that that was real. And then it wasn't. Uh, two months later, which is very typical of bipolar. And I was having a conversation with my mom the day before my high school graduation, coincidentally. And she mentioned that there were other mental disorders in my family. And she's like, oh, by the way, like, I've known since you were three years old that you might have bipolar. And I was like, you didn't tell me? Like, what? Why would you not tell me? And she's like, oh, like, I didn't want to ruin your life. I didn't want you to think that you were anything less. I'm like, but it would have helped.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, it was, that was totally well-intentioned to the point. Like, yeah. Let's not predispose you to the assumptions you'll make about yourself if you know, but also that it made everything make sense.
1: <laughs> exactly. And so that's when I was just like, Oh, like maybe this is something. So that when I uh, started college later that year, I went to the mental health, center at my university and started really working on it with a therapist, um, seeing if it was something that was, uh, you know, real, (laughs) taking into consideration everything that I had felt over the years, how I was acting in the present, um, the way I thought and things like that. And then it was like, oh, yep, (laughs) that's what it is. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Uh, So that's how I figured out. And then there are obviously the the manic periods and the depressive periods, the difficult parts, like clearly the depressive periods. Like it's not something you like want to be. In. It's not like I'm saying, oh, everyone should be bipolar because it's awesome. And it's just like the best thing in the world um, at all times. Obviously, there are those depressive moments where things get really tough and it's not always anything that's that's life threatening every time, but when a wave does come around, you want to be in bed for 16 hours a day and uh, you really don't want to do anything. And so the way that I got over it or the way that I am trying to use it to my benefit is recognizing that a during a depressive period um, I just constantly tell myself it's it's just hormones. It's just hormones. I can't do anything about it. Like it's just my brain just write it out like it's not really me and then during the manic episodes which is where I only need to sleep four hours a night and I am fully energized and thoughts are going wild and I am just all over the You're place a machine at that point yeah like I'm on top of the world I'm just awesome I am unstoppable like every incredible adjective you can think of like that's what a manic episode feels like what I realize is that during those manic periods, I'm I'm more creative. I'm more tuned to planning out a lot of different projects and like looking at broad spectrum, being more introspective, being more proactive. So what I did or what I do um, for the past few years is every time I feel that it's coming on, I'm like, okay. I need to use this to my benefit and say, I'm going to plan out everything that I need to do for the next few months. Take I'm, there's It doesn't come in regular waves. so It's not like, oh, I know exactly on this date I'm going to, you know, be manic, and then on this date I'm going to be depressed. Um,
0: but you plan out how you're going to utilize the next one in advance.
1: Exactly. Oh, and that's so, amazing. Yeah, so during my manic episodes, what I'll do is uh, – like very detailed either work or professional plan on everything I'm going to do. And then how I'm going to do it. If you've ever heard of smart goals um, it's, very similar to that in the sense where I'm extremely specific. I note out exactly what I'm going to be doing, how I'm going to do it, why I'm going to do it, um, when I'm going to be doing it, just like very detailed. Like every single day I need to do this and every day or every week I need to do this. And this is the outcome I'm expecting by this time. And I'm also a lot more creative. So I just jot down all of my ideas for everything I want to do because I'm like, I know I'm not going to be thinking about this down the line. And so when a depressive period comes up, I know that I don't have to try and be more creative at that point. I just kind of piggyback off of what I did during a manic period and say, okay, I told myself that all I need to do every day is X. And so then I do it kind of mindlessly. And I, it's not like I'm thinking like, oh my, but what will this lead to? Because I've already done the thinking part. And I've weaved that into both the professional and personal areas so in the professional area I work in sales and sales in itself is a very bipolar job just for anyone that's looking to get into it but I I absolutely love sales and there's a lot of prospecting follow-ups you have to create marketing campaigns you have to really like get out there and so I do all of that but I'll channel those times like either just normal or manic periods to plan out everything how I'm going to be doing marketing campaigns like uh, try and automate as much of the prospecting process as I can, and then just go down to kind of ride out the wave when it's a depressant, like, okay, all I need to do is this like daily, daily, daily and push through. So that's kind of on the professional end. And then on the personal end, uh, I have, and I mention a lot of this in my book, of random projects I start but then actually got a lot of fruit out of them so uh, a few years back I was like okay I want to do my master's in Brazil why because I don't know and (laughs) <laughs> is, you don't need a reason. Just go do yeah, it. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, to be completely honest, it's because I figured out that the master's programs in Brazil were free for foreigners. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have oh, to pay for hilarious. my master's.
0: Hey, um, everybody out there, there's a practical tip for you. You can go <laughs> travel
1: and get your master's program. Exactly. <laughs> and so uh, what I did for the application process, I, I kind of kept just putting it off and putting it off, putting it off. And all of a sudden, one day I got just this hit and I was like, at this. This is the moment that was I was waiting for. And in an entire weekend, like it was Saturday and Sunday, like the whole days, I did wrote the entire application. This was like a 4,000-word uh, essay about myself. Then it was a 2,000-word essay about uh, the, the thesis that I wanted to be studying. It was also getting all of my recommenders. It was filling out all of the different like paperwork, getting everything translated. Like it was the entire process which usually like for example with even applying to my undergrad like it took months and I know other people take months to do these things and I was like nope in a weekend
0: that's it (laughs) I mean like quite literally if you were standing at a crossroads that's where you took a hard left and were like here's where I'm going and you committed to it
1: exactly and then I got in and I got a full scholarship which was cool and then um, because of COVID I couldn't go but um, (laughs) that's a different story and then (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) Let me me go. I want to keep going down this track, but I want to circle back to the that very like practical kind of, let's say, coping mechanism that you've created for yourself, because there are some, I think, very practical takeaways there and even tactical advice that anybody could take and apply to their lives. Because if you can do this while managing the extreme highs and lows that bipolarism creates What excuse do the rest of us have, folks? So the learning, for me, the learning experience here is we all have highs and lows. They just aren't manic and depressive quite so much. But if you can know when you work best, you can do exactly what Karina just talked about, where you are putting your creative work or your hardest work into the times when you're in the flow. That way you give yourself almost some permission to do what just needs to be done at the times when you're not as effective. That could be a, across, the, across a day, that could be across a week, that could be across a month, that could be across a season. But it's a really practical uh, way to stay accountable to yourself and manage the ebbs and flows of energy that we all have. So that's
1: amazing. Thank you, thank you, I, like I it. appreciate it.
2: <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Libsyn. Do you have an idea for a great new podcast? You can bring your idea to life and start your podcast today with Libsyn. Our podcast has been on Libsyn for two years now and we love it. Libsyn has everything you need to plan, launch and grow your own podcast. Libsyn provides some of the best resources created by expert podcasters who will show you everything you need to know, like what equipment you should use, how to record great audio, how to get your show onto Apple Podcasts and other popular platforms and much more. Plus, as a friend of No More Mondays, when you sign up with Libsyn, you get your first month of podcast hosting for free. There has never been a better time than right now for you to start podcasting. Visit Libsyn.com and use the code FRIEND, F-R-I-E-N-D, that's Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, and use the code FRIEND, F-R-I-E-N-D, to get started and create your podcast today. And now, back to the show.
0: So I'm bummed that Brazil didn't get to happen, um, but, we're, and I, but I also do like that you have figured out how to not only live your best life despite, which is awesome because a lot of people don't live their best life because of. But you've also figured out how to work in a way that's going to support the life that you want to have and giving you that freedom and flexibility. Before we came online, everybody, we were we were going through Karina's travel schedule and it's got like seven stops on it in the the next like month or two. So you've definitely figured out how to
1: uh, support yourself, which
0: is where Outsourcing with Karina came from, right?
1: Correct. I did figure it out pretty early, I would say. So a year before the pandemic was even a thought in most people's minds, I was working an office job. And so I asked my boss if I could go work predominantly from home and only come in when necessary, because I was working for the U.S. anyway, or working in the U.S. market anyway. And he said no. So I quit. I started applying to other jobs and I very quickly, it was only around three weeks and then I already was on board on my next job, which was an international company that was totally fine with me working from home. There I was able to really manage my own schedule. I was really able to organize it and I got a lot more benefit from that and the company got a lot more benefit from me because I was working the most that I could on some days because like also sometimes the eight hours can be limiting if that's one of the days where you're just you're on fire and you're doing it and they're like okay well eight hours now you have to clock out or because we don't want to pay you overtime and it's like what (laughs) oh yeah this
0: this is a message for managers out there and and i don't i don't know what like flag we need to fly behind a plane in the sky for people to understand that when you give your staff the flexibility to work when they're best you get better staff
1: Yes, no, 100%. And that also means I never have to take as much time off of work. Like if your typical job will give you two to three weeks more or less of vacation time a year, like I usually never have to take most of that time because I'm still enjoying my life outside of work Mm -hmm. because I'm like I'm in (laughs) Colombia or (laughs) I'm in Chile or I'm in Brazil like these are all places I've been to in the past few years I still get that part of my personal life that I love so much and weave it into just you know still working remote and I'm still very professional in the sense that like I always make all of my meetings I don't think I've ever missed a meeting in the past two years because I don't have to I I can always be available wherever I am And then combining that in with like the bipolar, sometimes I just I need to be on the move. I need to be Mm -hmm. doing something and flying around, seeing other things for me just complements my personality very much. And then, of course, like, I mean, end effect is the business is actually getting a better yield from me because I am happy outside of work.
0: Real-life digital nomad in the flesh here, and guys. This is yes. so fun. Yes. It's such a trendy tr- <laughs> thing, but you have figured it out. Let's just to give a shameless plug for Karina. The work that she's doing is in the virtual assistant world. And for all of you who are fellow coaches or entrepreneurs out there, I will tell you firsthand how hard it is to find a good VA. So you need to write Karina's info down, keep this podcast in your back pocket because she's your resource <laughs> for this. So tell us a little bit about outsourcing with Uh, with Karina and even a little bit of how it is to have that kind of like autonomy and uh, kind of managing business while being bipolar.
1: Perfect. And yes, shameless plug. Virtual assistants, they can help with really anything from admin to finance to uh, whatever else it may be. And I was previously working with a virtual assistant agency where the only that they offered were the specific ones to that agency. And afterwards, I branched out more into kind of me being a, an independent agent for multiple different agencies where I can offer a l- huge breadth of different types of services to my clients.
0: Yeah. Karina is a great, you're a great resource for this. And we could do a whole show on Karina, what is a VA and how do you find a good one? So at the expense of not going down that rabbit hole, we'll just make (laughs) sure that all of your information is in the show notes at nomoremonday.info. Let's switch gears for a second, because I'm very excited that you are now an author. And I want to hear more, a little bit more about the book. I know it's not ready yet, but I would love to hear a little bit about the process. What's it called? How can we find it when it comes out later this year? So give us some info on that.
1: Perfect. So the process started, I would say six years ago when I started journaling and was like, you know, I I really want to be able to influence people. My purpose overall in the book is to show that it's okay to have any sort of mental disorder and to prove that you can still do anything. Uh, You just, you might not do it the way that everyone else does it. And something I talk about so much in my book is just like, okay, like you guys did it one way and my way sounds whack, but uh, <laughs> it, it works. Doesn't so, mean it doesn't work, exactly. Um, yeah, like uh, it still works and like look at all the stuff I got out of it. And there's so many things I've done just because I was bipolar, like, you know, applying to have, do a master's in Brazil. Like usually <laughs> people wouldn't think about it. Now it's just like, yes. Um, and making, like, and making the decision
0: that quickly to just- Just go
1: for it. Oh, trust me, people will spend a year
0: trying to decide whether or not to apply. So that's one of the superpowers is wins can be a positive
1: thing. Exactly. And having bipolar as a superpower is exactly how I outlined the entire book. Taking into consideration, I did have some previous journals and I pieced those together and then pieced together just all of the other pieces of information that I wanted to share with people about my experience, about my mentality, about, um, my failures and about my successes. And I put it all together in about, I want to say like three weeks. And then I started applying to publishers and then got accepted by two publishers that wanted to publish. And so, um, then I chose one and we'll be going through the whole editing process, or I am going through the editing process with them. That's amazing.
0: Not that self-publishing isn't also legit, but there's a certain amount of credibility and validation that comes when a publisher picks you up. So
1: yeah, (laughs) thank you. Um, And to be completely honest and transparent, my original plan was to self-publish because I thought that I wouldn't be good enough for a publisher. And then I very quickly had to get rid of that idea. And I was like, come on, Karina, like publish. <laughs> can help us so much. Pat yourself on the back because,
0: you know, pushing through that self-limiting belief and, and that voice actually had had this outcome that you didn't think was going to
1: be there. Exactly. And I, I applied to 18 publishers in total and only two of them said like, okay, let's move forward. And that was really exciting. The title um, at the moment, because you also asked I haven't 100% chosen the title yet, but um, something along the lines of that. This has been a really
0: cool conversation because to draw some parallels, there's really good, practical, actionable advice throughout this. From having smart goals so that you have a long-term or at least a medium-term plan of actions and activities to be productive is amazing. The idea of pushing yourself outside of your self-limiting beliefs to go try something new and seeing the outcome that could come from it is a huge message to send to any of you who are tuning in and that and you're in the job market because that's an area that people definitely kind of undershoot themselves. And journaling, side note, is another <laughs> another awesome action that's <laughs> in here. So there's a lot of really Practical recommendations and advice throughout this whole conversation. Karina, I love it so much, but we're going to get a few more out of you before we wrap things up.
1: No you ready? Worries, go
0: for it. So we play a little game called rapid fire recommendations, but rarely is it that rapid. It's just another chance to get a few more pearls of wisdom out of all of our guests. So uh, the first one is v- is probably going to be hard for you, but what's your most memorable travel destination?
1: Oh, Morocco, 100%. (laughs) That was Okay, that was easy. Uh, You got to give us a quick sentence on why. Um, The culture was such a huge culture shock for me. I remember being in the first hostel that I was in, and I asked the guy that was working at the hostel how old he was, and he said, I don't know. And I was like, what do you mean you don't know how old you are? And he was like, well, in my culture, it doesn't matter it just matters how you act and i was like oh my goodness. oh my gosh um, okay there's a,
0: there's a practical piece of advice for every american out
1: there that's a great, there there you go go to
0: morocco go to the desert in morocco and learn
1: how to supersede your age and then um, yeah and then sorry just real quick another thing i absolutely loved about them i was taking a trip in a van out to the middle of the sahara and there were just like random houses in the middle of the Sahara, there's like, one house, like, not even, like, a group of houses, and we would keep passing them, like, every few miles. There's just, like, this painting on the doors of the houses that was the same on every single house, and it was huge, and I was like, uh, hey, like, well, what does that mean? And it's a, a sign in the Berber language, which is, um, between Algeria and Morocco, um, about where that culture is, and he's like, oh, it means a uh, free man or free person, and basically it means that if you go to that house, that house is not at war and will invite anyone one in to be hospitable, to help you. And I just absolutely love that mentality. And then I ended up getting it tattooed on my foot because but it was that impactful. Because it was that impactful. <laughs> um so Morocco.
0: So we know you've got one coming out, but give us another great book recommendation.
1: Okay. There's actually three books that I absolutely love and recommend to everyone. One is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, I love it because he talks about just creating habits and stuff, which has helped me also a lot in the bipolar space. Then Principles by Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio is absolutely amazing. A just random plug for him, like subscribe to his newsletter, Um, and follow him on LinkedIn. Everything that he writes about and posts is just so insightful and principles talks about both personal your work life um, and your personal life on really just the best characteristics of your personality that you should demonstrate always Um, and then the third one is predictably irrational by dan ariel and i recommend that one because it talks a lot about human tendencies uh, both interactions and mentality which just gives you a lot more of an insight into why we do things the way we do and so you can either modify your own actions for yourself or modify the way that you interact with other people and I say modify because I don't want to say like change your personality but you can always modify a little bit to make sure that the other person is also comfortable and then you guys are both benefiting from the interaction.
0: Atomic Habits is, is on my top 25 list of recommendations on the Career Vendors yes. website. So we're on the same page there. But the other two, I will be adding to my book list. Uh, yes. That's awesome. And then give us a podcast that you kind of faithfully listen to.
1: Uh, so I'm really into finances. So I don't know how like self-helpy this is, but it's Robin Hood Snacks. Um and it just, it's a daily podcast for like anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes that just goes over what the stocks are doing.
0: Love <laughs> so. it. Yeah, we've had other people who, cause I mean, you, you can't support, you can't support the life you want to have and your career isn't very good if you're not financially stable. So smart. And of course, this is a show about Mondays. So what is the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday?
1: Energetic. Tell me why. Because I I love Mondays, honestly. I think that Mondays, I mean, it's also interesting because per society, it's been ingrained in us that Mondays are bad and not to work and like, oh, how bad it is that the weekend and the only fun part of my life ended. Um, but Mondays are a great opportunity for you to restructure, for you to yeah. Come in with full force, like you've just had your time to rest and focus on yourself over the weekend. So come in and give it your all. And no one has told you anything bad yet, un- unless you were really unfortunate that day. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, a, if all you do is say at nine oh one Monday morning, I haven't talked to anybody, which means it can't be bad yet. You're then, doing all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's nothing that has gone bad. Yet. But like, Mondays are just this, this time to come in, and I've, I've kind of had to adjust a little bit as well because I wouldn't. Say Say that my schedule at the moment is like exactly like nine to five, Monday to Friday. Like there's a lot of times where on a Sunday, I just sit down and, you know, pop out some work that I need to do just because I happen to like need to do it that day. And for me, that's fine. So I'm, I'm a very, I'm a lot more flexible with it and okay with it. And I don't adhere necessarily to like the Mondays at the start of the week. It's just like, it happens to be where everyone else
0: starts their week. When sometimes you're even in a new place by Monday morning, which oh, always yeah. makes it kind of
1: exciting. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, there you go. travel, you can be a digital nomad and have a good career at the same time, everybody. Karina, this is so awesome. I feel like you and I could just throw out really cool life recommendations uh, all day long. And um, we're going to ask you for one more as we wrap things up. But before we do, I would love for you to let everybody out there know where they can find you. Is there a way that we can kind of follow along as you prepare to launch the book? Like, how can everybody follow your journey?
1: Perfect. Uh, the best place would be one of two, either on Instagram at Outsourcing with Karina or on LinkedIn, just Karina Schultz, and that's Schultz with no T.
0: We will, of course, link those to the show notes at NoMoreMondays.info, and of course, Karina and I will be linked up on LinkedIn, so you can find her and, and follow along. Because I'm really excited about the book coming out, and we'll be sure to celebrate that with you when it happens. And as we wrap things up, I would love for you to just let's top it off with one more piece of wisdom. What's your best piece of advice on what our listeners can do to get one step closer to career and life satisfaction? Write down your goals. <gasps> so, there, mic drop.
1: <laughs> 100%. It's the yeah. only thing that keeps you focused. And after reading hundreds of books, I'm a huge reader. They say over and over again, like, you know, you can think it. And that's great if you're like, okay, I'm executing on things I'm thinking, but writing it down, physically writing it down is life-changing.
0: Statistically speaking, it is proven to strengthen the goal because you are more tied to it in that act of writing, for sure. Love it. Write it down, folks. Write it down. If there's one piece of advice you take away from this episode with Karina, write it down. Karina, thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the No More Monday movement. This has been awesome.
1: Thanks so much for having me,
0: Angie. You are so welcome. We always love hearing from people who have successfully navigated career crossroads, life challenges, and charted a path to success and fulfillment. And there's so much great advice here. I hope all of you took some notes and wrote a thing or two down. And also for all of you out there, I would love, love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays and leave us a five-star rating. It's a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals with these great stories and great ideas on how to succeed. If you have comments or you want to leave feedback, guest suggestions, or you would like to access the show notes from today's episode, visit us online at nomoremondays.info. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com.